the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, May 25th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold dropped below the $1,300 mark last week, but it's clawed its way back this week with some safe haven demand and speculation that the Federal Reserve may be more dovish than people originally thought. As I record this podcast, gold is trading at 1306, silver is at 1669, and the silver gold ratio stands at 78.46. Safe haven demand was a big factor in boosting the price of gold yesterday after President Trump canceled a planned summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong un scheduled for next month. Trump cited Pyongyang's open hostility and warned that the U.S. military was ready in the event of any reckless acts by North Korea. This safe haven play will likely be short-lived, as these knee-jerk reactions to political events usually are. As Julius Baer analyst Karsten Minke said, this is pretty typical for these kinds of geopolitical jitters. Very short-term, sharp reaction, then a lack of follow-through, given that this basically does not have any implication for the global economy or financial markets. But the latest brouhaha over North Korea wasn't the only factor driving up the price of gold this week. The Federal Open Market Committee released the minutes from its May meeting yesterday. Most analysts characterized the Fed minutes as more dovish than expected. The FOMC hinted that it will continue its gradual pace of raising interest rates with a June increase likely, but it did not give any indication that it might push rates up faster. The minutes also reiterate the Fed may allow inflation to creep above the much-ballyhooed 2% target. Peter Schiff talked about the Federal Reserve's new policy of symmetrical inflation after the FOMC meeting earlier this month, noting that while the central bank might be comfortable with higher inflation, and one of the Fed regional presidents actually used the word comfortable, U.S. consumers probably aren't going to be. So here's a good question Peter brought up. What does the Fed mean when it says it may allow inflation to rise modestly above 2%? Modestly is one of these nebulous terms that really has no meaning. Is it 2.1%? 2.5%? What about 3%? I mean, that could be modest, but I'm guessing you wouldn't view it as modest on your wallet. Anyway, this whole symmetrical inflation thing sounds a lot to me like an excuse. It's a backstop they can use to justify not pushing rates up as much as one might expect. The markets are looking at two or three rate hikes this year, but some people are now starting to think that that may be it. They're speculating that after this year, the Fed could be done hiking, and that would mean the highest the Fed would get is about 2.5%. Now, the question that people should be asking is why? I mean, why would they stop at 2.5%? They've never stopped at such a low level before. After the dot-com bust, the Fed eventually moved rates back up to around 5%. Peter said the reason they don't want to go to that level again is obvious. It's because we have so much more debt now than we've had in the past. We can't afford a 5% inflation rate. Maybe the central bankers think the economy can handle 2.5, but Peter doesn't even think we can cope with that. He said he doesn't think the economy can afford the interest rates that we have today, and I think he's right. Of course, it's going to take some time for the markets to come to this conclusion, but given the amount of debt that exists, both on the government level, on a corporate level, and even on an individual level, they may have already raised interest rates to the point where it's going to be very problematic for the economy. I think the interest rate increases in this high debt environment is one of the biggest problems facing the economy today. 
There's another important implication here. If the Fed only takes rates to 2.5%, it has very little room to cut when the next recession rolls around, and really we're due for a recession. That means it will have to move more quickly to quantitative easing, and the QE program will have to carry more of the burden of fixing, and I'm using air quotes around the word fixing, the economy. Every time they go through this cycle, they blow a bigger bubble, they create more debt, and then the high point of where the interest rate can go gets lower and lower every time. So if you think about it, eventually we're going to be stuck at zero indefinitely. They won't be able to raise rates at all, which is obviously not sustainable. At some point, there's going to have to be a crisis that ends this downward spiraling cycle. And I think that crisis could be right around the corner. As you probably know, the United States recently announced it plans to impose the strongest sanctions in history on Iran. This follows Trump's decision to pull the U.S. out of a nuclear deal agreed to during the Obama administration. Sanctions will certainly put significant economic pressures on the country, but it may be able to weather the storm using gold, and this could help push the price of the yellow metal up. Iranians could skirt these restrictions by doing business in gold. Part of the reasoning is that gold has a long history of use when other currencies are unusable. On top of that, gold has long been used in Iran, both by the government and the people, to store value and to skirt sanctions. One of the historical values of gold is the ability to use it in all sorts of circumstances, says Jeff Christian, founder of CPM Group. The company has decades of experience navigating the murky world of gold and other precious metals. In other words, even when payment through banks won't work, gold is frequently an acceptable medium of exchange. Iran already has experience selling oil for gold. Before sanctions were eased under the Obama administration, Iran's state-owned oil company circumvented sanctions by selling oil for Turkish lira and then buying gold. Christian told Forbes, if you go back to the period before 2015, Iran was one of the largest places for gold demand at times. With Turkish lira quickly depreciating as the country battles high inflation, Iran may just cut out the middle step in the process and sell oil directly for gold bars. This will result in a boost in gold demand, according to a CBM Group report. The result is that overall movement by the U.S. government against Iran announced on 8 May is likely to further stimulate demand for gold in Iran, the report said. This will likely put upward pressure on prices. Analysts say sanctions will also increase demand for gold by Iranian people themselves as they try to cope with the economic impact. Iran is already dealing with rampant inflation running around 70% annually. A Johns Hopkins University economist said that inflation rate will likely accelerate with the re-implementation of sanctions. The devaluation of the Iranian currency creates significant problems for the Iranian people looking to preserve purchasing power and wealth. According to the CPM report, private citizens cope by buying a lot of gold. At this point, the Iranian currency has pretty much become worthless thanks to decades of revolutionary Islamic governance and many years of sanctions. According to the CPM report, no one wants to hold their wealth in Ryle, so they buy gold. The imposition of strict sanctions will almost certainly increase the demand for gold significantly in Iran, both by the government and everyday people. This increase in demand will likely put upward pressure on the global price of the yellow metal. America has an inflation problem of its own. Just ask the Tooth Fairy. 
Lind.edu, a credit company, analyzed tooth fairy giving since the 1960s. It found baby boomers, that's ages 54 and up, received an average of 69 cents per lost tooth. Contrast that with the current generation of kids losing teeth. That's Generation Z, ages 6 and up. They've been receiving an average of $3.25 per tooth. Well, hey, that looks pretty good until you adjust for inflation. That's when you realize kids today, well, they're pretty much getting hosed by the tooth fairy. When you convert Baby Boomer's Tooth Fairy Hall to $2018, that generation received a healthy $5.77. That's more than $2 more than kids get per tooth today. Now, this is an amusing little illustration, but it reveals an ugly truth about our monetary system. Inflation is eating away at our wealth. Historically, gold and silver serve as a hedge against inflation. Typically, as the value of the dollar drops, the price of gold in dollars goes up, just like the price of bread, gasoline, and teeth goes up. This is one reason it's a good idea to consider including precious metals in your portfolio. Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialists can tell you more about the wealth-preserving power of gold. Give them a call today at 1-888-GOLD-160. That's 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Cold Wrap over at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.